Good afternoon and happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to episode 72 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe, and thank you for listening. Coming up in this episode, you'll hear my NBA takes, my takes on all the happenings that are going on in the NBA playoffs. And today is a new day in the NCAA, as student athletes can now use their names, their images, and their likeness to make a profit. I'll give my takes on this long overdue policy change. And free Reggie Bush. In the wake of this new NCAA policy change, should Reggie Bush be given his Heisman Trophy back and have his records at USC restored? I'll give you my thoughts there, coming up on the other side. And now, without further ado, Let's get right into it. I'm going to start my opening take in the NBA. Let's start off by congratulating the Phoenix Suns on reaching the NBA Finals. As correctly predicted, I predicted that the Phoenix Suns would win this in six games without Kawhi Leonard. You can check out my last podcast to hear me say that. This will be the first time since 1993, Charles Barkley's first season with the Phoenix Suns, that the Phoenix Suns are going to represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. Of course, Charles Barkley and the Suns lost to Michael Jordan and the Bulls four games to two. And of course, for the Phoenix Suns, it's been a long 10 years. I mean, this team was basically a doormat in the NBA. I mean, they were only winning like 25 games a season. But thanks to the addition of Chris Paul, things have turned around. And that's what Chris Paul does. Everywhere he goes, he turns things around. I mean, in game six, he smelled the NBA Finals. He had 41 points and eight rebounds. He was hitting everywhere on the court. It was almost like Steph Curry out there. And of course, they had Devin Booker, of course, who did his thing. Definitely one of the stars of tomorrow. But y'all also got to give it up to other guys. I mean, DeAndre Aiden improved leaps and bounds this season. And of course, he credits Chris Paul for that. And of course, you had Chris Payne and Cameron Johnson who contribute as well. But big ups to Monty Williams. Now, some would argue he should have been the coach of the year. Monty Williams, of course, acquiring Chris Paul was one but was able to put a strong team together and became the second best team in the NBA. So kudos to the Phoenix Suns, once again, for making the NBA playoffs. And all I got to say is, good luck. Now, as far as the Clippers go, now anybody who's been listening to my podcast know I've been very critical of the Clippers, and rightfully so. I mean, as Skip Bayless repeatedly says, this is the most frustrating team to watch. I mean, one minute you see a Clippers team that's basically unstoppable, and other minutes they're like so beatable, and you're like, what's going on? So, and of course, we all know what they've done last season when they collapsed, blowing that 3 1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. But this year, they have taken a 
some steps forward, especially in the playoffs. They're the first team in NBA history to be down 0-2 in two straight series and came back and won those series. Of course, they were down 0-2 in this series too, but they couldn't pull it off. Basically, they ran out of gas. And the guy who took the biggest step forward was Paul George. So we can no longer call him Pandemic P with any credibility. When Kawhi Leonard went down, Paul George put the Clippers on his back and carried him to the Western Conference Finals with two huge performances in games five and six. Also, he also averaged 26 points, nine rebounds, and five assists throughout these 19 games. Of course, the only knock I would say on him was the fact that he missed those two free throws in game two versus the Suns, which paved the way for the alley hoop DeAndre Aiden. If he had made those two free throws, the Suns would have to have gone for three to tie it and go into overtime. And we may, we may be having a different series. So for Paul George, he showed that he is a player that we all know he is. Not just in the regular season, but in the playoffs as well. And you also got to give it up to Ty Lu. He showed what a great coach he is and could be. I mean, when they were down... 0-2 in both of those series, he didn't panic. He made the adjustments necessary and got the Clippers back in those series and eventually won them. But in this one, it, it wasn't enough. So the biggest thing the Clippers have to do going forward is to re-sign Kawhi Leonard. Now the question is, does Kawhi Leonard want to re-sign there? I mean, it's true that He helped put this team together, you know, by coming to the Clippers and bringing Paul George here, you know, two L.A. kids who wanted to bring a championship, bring a championship to L.A., mainly to the Clippers. But it hasn't worked out in two years. Now there's reports out there that the medical staff of the Clippers misdiagnosed Kawhi Leonard. And of course, this ain't the first time this has happened. This happened to him in San Antonio, and he forced his way out of San Antonio and went to the Toronto Raptors and won a championship there. So Steve Ballman, the owner of the Clippers, better address this. I mean, whether he needs to fire this medical staff and get a new one or not, something. He needs to put on a full court press to keep Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I don't believe that the Clippers will be a championship team if Kawhi Leonard isn't there. I think they'll just be just what they are now. Just, they get the playoffs and that's it. But if Kawhi Leonard can be resigned and they can keep the same pieces together, the Clippers are a championship team. They'll be one of the favorites. And they also need to keep Reggie Jackson as well. I mean, he really balled out during these playoffs. So for the Clippers, they keep it together. Look out. Now let's go on to the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Atlanta Hawks game five. This game was without the star players. Giannis, who hyperextended his knee in game four. 
and did not play in Game 5 last night. And Trey Young hasn't played in two straight games after a bone bruise in his foot in Game 3. Now, I went on Couch Coach Live podcast. Of course, you can check out the podcast there and check it. Check out Coach Couch Coach Live on Facebook. And I said to him, I thought the Atlanta Hawks and Nate McMillan came up with a great game plan in game four, knowing they were going to have their star player and was able to pull off the victory. They took it to the Milwaukee Bucks from start to finish. Now you can say in game five, the Milwaukee Bucks did the same thing. They know they was going to have no Giannis. So Brooke Lopez, who basically was looking like Giannis out there, Came out and had 33 points. Chris Middleton had 26. Drew Holiday had 25. The X Factor, of course, was Bobby Portis, who came out the bench and had 22 points. I mean, they came out and took it to the Hawks from the jump. Now, the Hawks did hung in there. I mean, they, they kept fighting, but it just wasn't enough. So now, in Game 6... McMillan's going to have to come up with another great game plan like he had in Game 4 to try to extend the series and go to Game 7. Now I'll say this for both of these teams. Milwaukee, I'm, I'm going to caution that they do not rush Giannis back for Game 6. Because they need, they need to go ahead and close the series out without him. Because if they can... They will get to the NBA Finals and Giannis will have a, a, more time to recover and get ready to play in the Finals because that's what it's about. As for the Hawks, now I get Game 6 is an elimination game, but if Trey Young is not out there, do not rush him out there. I mean, he's a young player. He's 22. We do not want to see what happened to him Like what happened to Kevin Durant in the finals and his last year with Golden State. Don't hear what see what happened to Anthony Davis in the first round series versus the Suns. I mean, he has a long career ahead of him, and you don't want to jeopardize next season or even his career if he if you push him out there and he and he's not hundred percent and he gets hurt. So, Nate McMillan. It's on you to come up with a game plan. And it's up to the Atlanta Hawks to execute that plan. And yes, I am still sticking with my prediction that the Atlanta Hawks will win this series in seven. So yes, they will win Saturday night and they will come back and pull off the upset on Monday. Now that's it for my NBA takes. Let's move on to the NCAA. There's been a new policy change that just occurred. The NCAA has approved a new policy where student athletes can use their names, their images, and their likeness to profit. Under this policy, student athletes will be able to sign market deals and use their social media pages to promote their brands, receive compensation for personal appearances, autograph signings, and receive payment for their likeness on merchandise. I must say, it is about time. I mean, the fact that this has been going on for years is an abomination. 
The NCAA has been exploiting these student athletes forever. I mean, they're making money off of these sports, and yet the the athletes don't get nothing for it. And of course, I know some are going to argue, well, they get free scholarships, get free um, housing, and some money for food. But that is that's not enough. I mean, why shouldn't these athletes make money off autograph signings, personal appearance, and their likeness? I mean, they're making money for for the NCAA. Why can't they have a piece of the pie? But yet the NCAA, I mean, when players make extra money on the side or get a job on the side, they get suspended for a certain amount of games, maybe even for a year. I mean, schools have to vacate wins, vacate championships. I mean, how fair is that? I mean, that's just cruel. And you don't have to take my word for it. Even the U.S. Supreme Court just recently ruled what the NCAA was doing was wrong. So this is poetic justice for the student-athletes. Because look at it, let's look at it another way. These five-star athletes are the reason that these big-name schools have strong athletic departments, state-of-the-art gyms and facilities, but yet they got to just keep playing sports and not get nothing for it? So, I'm just glad to see that this is going to change. I understand it's just temporary, but it's a small step. Let's hope that the NCAA will come to its senses and make this permanent. Or does it take the federal government to pass legislation to force the NCAA to make it permanent? And of course, that leads me to Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush recently spoke out against, I mean, in favor of this rule and basically asked for his Heisman Trophy that he won in 2005 back and for his records at at USC to be restored. Now, of course, four years after Reggie Bush left to go to the NFL, the NCAA did an investigation on Reggie Bush. It was said that he received lavish gifts from two sports marketers hoping to sign him. And of course, those gifts range from hotel stays, rent-free home where his family stayed, got him a limousine and a new suit when he accepted the Heisman Trophy in 2005. And of course, because of that, the NCAA banned USC for two years Of course, that led to Pete Carroll going to the NFL. They were on four-year probation, was forced to vacate 14 wins across two seasons, including the championship game in 2004 versus Oklahoma, a game where they basically ran roughshod over the Sooners. Game wasn't even close. I remember watching that game up until it it became a joke. I mean, it was over by the end of the first quarter. 
And Reggie Bush, during those two years that he was at USC, was the best player in college football. I mean, he was the fastest player in college football. I mean, once he hit that hole, it was a wrap. Now, because this new policy change has occurred, I think it would be fair and just that Reggie Bush has his records restored and his Heisman Trophy given back to him. Now, even though these records are expunged, all you have to do is go on YouTube and you can watch Reggie Bush's highlights for yourself. Now, Reggie Bush and his team have reached out to the Heisman Trust and see about getting his um, Heisman Trophy back, and that has not occurred as of yet. They have not even answered his phone calls. But I think it'd be a real shame that the guy who played his heart out on the football field, and now that these players can now get money off their name and likeness, that Reggie Bush still has to suffer. So NCAA, Heisman, I'm calling on both of your organizations to answer Reggie Bush's call and do the right thing. Restore his Heisman Trophy. Restore his records. Free Reggie Bush. Free Reggie Bush. And now, This will conclude episode 72 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I appreciate it. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow me on Twitter at ggsports13. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and downloading. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful holiday. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.